This is The Right Connection. This podcast is designed to help you choose the right words and stories in your business content to create authentic connections with prospects, clients, partners, and colleagues. Now the host of The Right Connection, Catherine Burroughs. Thanks, Carl, and welcome to The Right Connection. Today I chat with transformation maven, Lisa J. Weiss. She helps her clients own the intensity that lives within, recognize the power of their words, and how they are expressed and connected to their choices, ultimately revealing their external expression of self. Listen in as we chat about the vibration of words and so much more. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to The Right Connection today. Hey, Catherine. It's an honor to be here. So you are Lisa J. Weiss, the woman and the company. Tell me a little bit more about that. It's been a process of evolution as everything else. And, you know, really... It is about me presenting me and my work because my work is me. You know, I often say my life is my business and my business is my life, right? And there are so many layers to that conversation. So yeah, it, Lisa J. Weiss is now the brand. That's awesome. And do you want to talk a little bit about that evolution or? My whole career, my whole working life has been about communications. You know, I started off as a public relations consultant at the Montreal Children's Hospital. And then I moved to Ottawa. I did a lot of internal communication, strategic communications. And then I got into facilitation. And eventually in the last 12 years, I've been doing coaching. It's always been about how people communicate with themselves and others. And I was always curious about sort of the underlying things around communication. So I really call myself a process communications person, you know, the flow of information. And when I started my coaching, it was realizing that there are so many things that sit under the surface that we're unaware of in terms of what's driving the bus, you know, who's driving the bus. And because of my background in communications, words are my superpower. Because over the years, what I discovered is words carry vibration. And vibration is the key to what's actually going on inside of our bodies. And so I've developed a process and models that help my clients to understand what's going on in their bodies from the sensory perspective. And then how the words that they're using internally and externally impact the choices that they're making every day. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I've landed now. Tell me more about these vibrations. How does that work? How do I know what my vibrations are? When I was in communications and doing strategic plans and things like that, you know, you're writing a lot of words and you're writing briefs and you're doing all kinds of things. And what I recognized was, the state that the person is in when they're writing has an impact on the vibrations and the words that show up on the page. And so, you know, when we are in particular states, so I've developed a model, which I call the sensory identification cycle, which consists of four states. And the four states play a role in identifying where I am when I'm speaking to myself and when I'm speaking to others. And so as an example, the first state is what I call disembodied. And when you're in this state, you're actually, you know, you're not in there, right? You're hovering above yourself and watching what's going on. And 
the words associated with that state can be things like asking yourself, you know, why doesn't anybody hear me? Why doesn't anybody see me? Right. And having those conversations inside myself around, you know, why am I not being heard? Right. And that's questions and words that we use in that disembodied state. In the cerebral state, of course, we're in our heads. Right. And I know that state so well. Right. It's all about the words and being in my head and planning what I'm going to say and how I'm going to say it, you know. And so the words associated with the cerebral, you know, very intellectual, very much a plan driven statements that we say to ourselves. And so, you know, over the years, beginning to work with individuals to take the time to stop. And notice, notice where they are from a sensory perspective. Am I actually in my body? Am I in my head? Am I aware, you know, in the aware state, am I aware of what's going on in the choices that I'm making for myself? Beginning to pay attention to these things and what's happening in my body as a result of that. So vibrations you're talking about on an energetic level. Uh, completely in an energetic level. So as an example, one of the words that we use all the time, try, right? I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to make that appointment. I'm going to try to have this conversation with someone. We use try all the time and we don't often think about the vibration of try has an undercurrent of unable, right? And try can be seen as a backdoor, right? I use the word try when I don't want to actually own the choice that I'm making. I'll try to make it even though under the surface, I'm like, I really don't want to go. So we use these words. And so beginning to pay attention to, oh, well, what if I, rather than use the word try, shift the word to maybe choose? What am I willing to choose in this moment? Do I want to go? Yes, no, or I don't know. Like those are my choices. And now I can actually tap into what feels right in my body. So when we use the word try, we're actually creating a space where we're actually numbing ourselves to the information that's moving inside of us. And when I use the word, what am I willing to choose? I'm now opening an invitation for me to discover what's my truth. It sounds much more proactive than reactive. Absolutely. You know, and I think in our world as well, I don't know has become a phrase that has been unacceptable. Right. And I don't know is a valid state. Right. People will question, well, what do you mean you don't know? Well, in this moment, I don't know. And to give ourselves permission to actually take a breath and drop in and let the answer emerge from inside of us. That's beautiful really getting in touch with who we are inside and what our purpose is. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so much noise that we deal with every day. And when we move through those states, right, the states are fluid, right? It's a flow. This is not about one thing or another being right or wrong. It's about noticing where I am in the moment. So, you know, the four states that I was talking about, disembodied, cerebral, aware, those three states are the beginning points for us to notice what's going on in our body. And then 
it's then looking at, okay, how am I talking to myself in that? What are the words? What are the phrases that I'm saying all the time? Another one is anxiety. If you look at the word anxiety, what does that actually mean to you? What does that conjure up inside of you from a sensory cue? And when we take the time to notice what does that actually mean inside of me? So when I'm unsure, where does that sit in my body? Is it in my belly? Is it in my head? Is it in my throat? Is it in my back? And these are all indicators for me, you know, in the work that I do to be able to ask different questions to my clients so that they can become more aligned. So the fourth state is what I call the aligned state. And that's where I know when I'm choosing from a place where I'm in alignment with who I am with my core. And so when I say yes, I know that I'm saying yes to myself, which actually might sound like a no to you. So what does it look like when you help clients? Could you share a client story or two just to give us an idea of how that story progresses? Sure, absolutely. You know, people come to me from different areas. You know, I work with organizations and I work with individuals and I also work with people in groups. And so there's a process that that I have found that works really well, helping people to move through to get to that aligned state you know, to connect with their core. And so the first piece of it is getting them to connect with their body, right? To actually begin to pay attention to what's going on in their body. We use a lot of umbrella words. I feel anxious. I feel happy. I feel angry. I feel jealous, right? We have all these umbrella words. And what we're not aware of is each of those words presents differently in each person. And so I start first with when I'm engaging in a conversation with my clients, when they say something, I get curious and I say, okay, well, where does that sit in your body? So if you tell me you're angry, like you're feeling angry all the time, I go, okay, where is that? How does anger present in your body? And it will present in different ways. Some people, it's a tightness in their belly. For some people, there's something in in their chest. For some people, they might feel heat you know, in their face or throughout. And so that information gives me something. So the first piece is let's first connect with the body. So I call that, you know, cellular identification. Let's see what's happening in the cells. Once we then figure out or get people to connect with their body, then it's like, how do you engage it? How do you engage the intensity of the information that moves through your body? And there's a process for that. And it involves breath using breath as a way to move the information so that it fills your cells and to bring you inside yourself so that you're actually inside yourself when things are moving. Because when things become intense, we vacate, right? We do that disembodying that I mentioned before, or we go into our heads, we start making plans or strategies and things like that. And so it becomes How do we engage the information from a cellular perspective? And so that's sort of the second phase. And then the third phase is then what I call capacity building. And that's where the practice comes in. The practice of beginning to learn how to trust ourselves again. A lot of my clients may be aware or unaware that they actually don't trust themselves and they don't trust their body. They don't trust the cues that their body is giving them. And this is a process of what I call reclamation of self so that it's where they come back to themselves. 
so that they can trust themselves again. So how would I know if I need to work with you? I say, you know, consider asking questions around, do I trust myself? Right. And what's going on in my world where I have tried all kinds of different things and I still find myself back where I started. This process creates change at a cellular level. You know, you're physically not the same person you were when the information moves inside of you and you're inside yourself. You know, so part of that's, you know, the engagement process of helping people to learn how to be and stay inside themselves when things seem really intense or overwhelming. That's the key. Some people daydream a lot or some people, you know, blank out, you know, certain parts of their days or you can't remember what's going on. Or again, you know, you hold a lot of intensity and you don't know what to do with it. You don't know where to go. That's a good place to start to maybe connect and have a conversation to see what's going on and to get below the surface of it because it's never about what it's about. What's presenting is the invitation for you to go deeper. I love that idea that when we change the words in our story, we change the outcome of our story. Absolutely. You know, when I, if I bring this back to, you know, one of my experiences, when I divorced from my ex-husband and I started a relationship with a new partner a few years later, I actually had to take the word relationship off the table. I had to remove it from my vocabulary because it carried such a strong vibration inside of me of a way of being. And so I had to change the word. So I changed it to being in a co-creative process, you know, which <laughs> when I was talking to people like, what? well, that's an interesting way of putting it. Right. And I had to do that until the word relationship carried a different vibration inside of me. I also have an ex-husband. And so when I was starting my relationship with my current partner, I did not want to refer to him as my husband at all. I wanted to use the word partner because to me, that felt so much more of an equal relationship, very you know respectful. And as opposed to the previous relationship, which wasn't so healthy or respectful. And now I use both terms interchangeably because the meaning of that word husband has changed for me now. Living in that state of being in this equal partnership for like eight years now, it's changed. Yeah, completely. And that's exactly to the point, right? And you did that organically, right? There was some voice inside of you that said, oh, yeah, I don't know if you recognized when you used the word relationship, you know, there was a sensory cue in your body and it was probably a constrictive thing. And the word partner probably opened you up a little bit more, right? And that's what the journey is about, about noticing these things mindfully, consciously. That's a perfect example. Yeah, I definitely felt more safe and more empowering to use that word. And so then that's the word I went with because it felt like I was controlling my story and my destiny and making it more positive. Exactly. You know, and that is the power of words right? And to really begin to pay attention. And I love this conversation because, you know, you're a writer and you help people with their writing. And when people are writing about themselves, how they feel about themselves comes through the words, 
So when I'm writing a blog or whatever, I have this process of closing my eyes and putting my hands on the keyboard and letting my hands just let the words flow. And it's amazing how few mistakes I make, (laughs) you know, when that happens. And, you know, so I'm writing from a different place other than my intellect. Mm -hmm. And I know that when people read the words, their eyes are seeing the words, but their body is actually feeling the vibration of the words that are coming through the space. You know, it's really important to do things like journaling where you're finding out what's going on and you're asking questions and you're being open. But another thing that I like to do is to write things that are intentional. I guess you could call them like affirmations, except instead of saying them because I'm a writer, I tend to write them because that's more powerful to me. So although I do have those moments where I'm journaling and questioning, I'm also intentionally putting certain words into my body as well. Do you have any favorite words, Lisa, that you really love the vibration of? I guess my favorite words has become and because we live in a binary either or world. And, and is such a powerful place to stand. You know, I can be this and this, I can have this and this, I can feel this and this, right? It creates so much more space. And I think my second favorite word is willing, you know, in the form of a question, am I willing? I carry a lot of intensity and I'm a bit of a warrior. And so my words in the past tended to be commands. I'm going to do this. I have to do this, right? And I also carry defiance inside of me. So when I gave myself a command, there'd be some part of me that would go, oh, really? (laughs) You think that's going to happen? I don't think so, right? And when I started using the word willing, And asking a question, am I willing, warrior would start to come up and then go, oh, oh, it's a question. It's an invitation, which then enabled me to be in that place of and. So I think my two favorite words are willing and and. That's really beautiful. (laughs) And I know that you've been doing some writing recently as we have a book coming out. (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited. And I'm so excited that, you know, we're in it together. The Emerge, Be the Unmistakable Authority in Your Field is going to be out very soon. And yeah, my chapter in that book is Awakening the Leader Within. For me, the work around leader and what I'm calling leader self, as opposed to leadership, is important because it is about reclaiming that leader that lives inside of all of us. You know, we knew it as children and then somewhere along the line, it got beaten out of us. And it's about coming back to that place of trusting that leader that lives within what I call the capital S self in that. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm really excited about that. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we've co-authored that book with Brian Tracy and with Jane and Steve Lowell and with about 25 other amazing leaders and thinkers and (laughs) entrepreneurs. And and globally, right? From around the world, which is amazing. And it's an amazing compilation of different people from different fields writing about the thing that they are experts in. 
that they have honed their craft over the years. And so I'm so excited to be a part of that project. Yes. And by the time this episode airs, that book will have launched. So I'll make sure I put the link to it in the show notes. It's so worth reading. And, you know, there's definitely going to be somebody that you resonate with in that book for sure. You know, you're a writer, I'm a coach, different coaches, there are artists, there are people from different backgrounds and different areas of expertise. And so I'm sure that there will be many chapters that people will be able to resonate with. Right. And to me, it's so beautiful to see all the people, the the authors of all those chapters doing exactly what they're called to do and just doing it so well. I want to give a shout out to Steve and Jane because, you know, they were the driving force behind this and their work is incredible, right? In terms of helping us find the words. So thank you so much for being on the right connection today. Is there anything else you'd like to add? A final thought you'd like to leave us with? Oh, this has been such a pleasure, such a great conversation. There's so much in this conversation. And so I would like to leave it with an invitation for people to get curious about themselves and the words that they're using. And yeah, to just notice what's going on in your body with your words. And if it calls to you, connect. That's great. Thanks so much, Lisa. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening today. I hope you found some inspiration for your creativity. Please join me next time for more about how words and stories enhance your brand to create the right connection. Thanks for listening to The Right Connection. If you have a question for Catherine, reach out to her by sending her an email, Catherine at CatherineBurrowsCreative.com or visit her website, CatherineBurrowsCreative.com. And don't forget to follow Catherine on social media. Until next time, thanks again for listening to The Right Connection.